Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 3, titled Masquerade. Uh, yet another very, very solid episode of Person of Interest, uh, and definitely a a well-done cool-down from the last several episodes, which were all root all the time, and just went absolutely insane. Like, this was, this was kind of what we needed after all of that, just to sort of reset our bearings, like, just to get back to normalcy, just like a standard, fairly, fairly simplistic episode of Person of Interest, which of, with a very quick, standalone, digestible story. Uh, and it's a very good story involving uh, protecting this diplomat's daughter, uh, Sophia. Uh, Reese gets uh, hired as her new bodyguard, goes undercover uh, to protect her from whatever is threatening her. I especially love how Reese gets himself hired, where he just goes up to all the other bodyguard applicants, steals all of their wallets, and then just makes them all look like a fool. Uh, ID, please? Oh, yep, sure. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Uh, let's try this. Oh, nope, that's his. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> just, just tossing all their wallets back to them. <laughs> and it's like, yep, I stole all your wallets. You all suck. <laughs> it's really great. I love it. And then there's this great, there's this great segment of the episode where Reese is just trailing behind Sophia as her bodyguard. And it's just, like, completely done with her bullshit. It's just completely looking at her like, Oh, Jesus, this woman is the worst. She's the worst person. Like, just this animosity that gets developed between the two of them is so well done. And then, after some... Sweet misdirections with a boyfriend and some paparazzi that were following him around. Then we get the actual threat on her life. Uh, Her friend is missing. And some guys with guns try to kill her at a nightclub. Reese saves her from them, gets her away. And then we get this entire investigation. Uh, We find out that her friend is dead. That her friend was murdered. Uh, She's able to tell Reese that... This other guy that... They were talking about Paul... Before... The friend died. And so Reese is like, tell me about Paul. And... And she was talking about how... 
they were at this dude Paul's penthouse, and, like, there was some other guy who was being really shady, and things were getting tense, uh, and they even got a video of him. They even got a video of Paul and this random other guy, and that random other guy happens to be... Uh, one of the people who were trying to kill Sophia at the, at the club. And this dude, Paul, was also alleged to have committed suicide by jumping out of his penthouse. Uh, when I say alleged, I mean he very clearly was thrown out the window. And so now we're sort of on the run from these mafia guys who we find out we're doing deals with Paul, distributing crap ton of drugs. We got a supplier, we got uh, a connection to the actual user base in Paul and his club promoting deal, but... Neither one of them could bankroll this on their own, so we clearly have... We clearly have a silent partner situation going on here. Uh, in order for Reese to investigate this, we get Fusco protecting Sophia now. And, my god, the dynamic between Fusco and Sophia is lovely. Is absolutely lovely. I don't know why, it makes no sense, but somehow, Fusco and Sophia hit it off immediately, and it's delightful to witness. It really, really is. It, it, it's just so wonderful to see them together. I love it. I really, really love it. Uh, but after Reese beats off, beats off, what? <laughs> That was a Freudian slip. After Reese beats up a absurd amount of mafia assholes. <laughs> like a ridiculous, ridiculous amount. Finch is able to discover that, wait a minute, there was another person just in the background of the video. That was sort of hidden the entire time. And it was Sophia's boyfriend, who just so happens to have called her outside and provided a window for Sophia to slip without Fusco knowing. Immediately, Sophia has a gun pointed at her and her boyfriend saying, I mean, look. Paul got greedy. He stole some shit. He tried to... He tried to enrich himself and tried to screw over everyone else in the operation. We had to kill him. And you had a video that would put us at the scene. So we couldn't allow that. You could ID us. So we had to kill you. It's not my choice. But I will gladly let you die so that I can continue to sell all the drugs. Boyfriend leaves. Classic supervillain. 
leave before you're sure the hero is dead trope. Just before Sophia is shot, Fusco shows up and saves her. And Reese just hits <laughs> hits the dude with his car. <laughs> well, actually, he hits his car with his car. It, it, the dude's car with his car. And then the dude's car hits the dude. It's like a chain reaction thing. Point is, this dude is super injured. <laughs> this dude is super not a problem anymore. And then we get this really, really fantastic scene where Reese just dangles the boyfriend off a roof <laughs> while while Sophia just watches him grovel. <laughs> it's the most it's the most satisfying thing ever. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a solid it's a solid standalone. It's a solid standalone story. That is just simplistic enough to provide a nice wind down from the root stuff. We also get this decent, uh, this decent character arc attached to it, where this woman is just kind of unsure as to what makes her happy, kind of unsure as to who she is, which is why she goes out clubbing every night. Like, it, it, it's a solid story. It's a solid standalone story. Uh, while this is happening, we got some other stuff going on. Uh, Finch is suffering from a bit of PTSD from the whole Root situation. He's spending all the time inside with Bear, getting to know the dog real well, getting to have a nice rapport with the dog, and it's really wonderful. Uh, at one point, Finch actually is asked by Reese to protect Sophia. And he tries to go outside, but he just can't last out there. He just has a bit of a panic attack. And it's a great scene. It's a really, really fantastic scene. And eventually you have Reese, like, slowly coaxing him to the outside world. And slowly, like, getting him more comfortable to life as normal. Uh, but it's a really, really good character piece there. Uh, we got this subplot with Carter trying to dig a little deeper into Alicia's murder. We have her going to the morgue, where she finds the body with, like, a little incision that was not from the autopsy. Had to have been done after. Wasn't logged in, so someone had to have sneaked in... Sneaked? What? Someone had to have snuck into the morgue cut her open, and then left after the autopsy. We find out later in the episode that it was uh, the one dude from that, like, shadowy government organization that we don't know a whole lot about. Pulled something out of her. We don't know what it was. And in the midst of this, Carter finds Snow. Haven't seen him in a while. Find Snow just walking out of the morgue, like, as she walks in. Starts looking into why Snow was there. Turns out CIA has misplaced him. And is get and 
after she tries to contact him and fails and finds out the CIA misplaced him, they're like, hey, have you had contact with Snow? Have you had contact with Snow? Have you had contact with Snow? Just badgering her. And we see at the very end that Stanton, remember she's alive? Remember that? She still has Snow. And Snow is running errands for her under threat of getting exploded. He has like a big bomb vest strapped to him. Stan's forcing Snow to run a bunch of errands for her. Uh, She's specifically going after Alicia, which is why Snow is at the morgue. Wanting to know why she sent her and John on that suicide mission. Wanting answers there. But of course, Alicia's dead, so... Kind of hit a dead end on that, but not going to stop Stanton from trying to kill Snow. Not going to stop Stanton from uh, keeping Snow locked up under bomb threat and forcing him to do stuff for her like a trained monkey. Dance! Dance, Michael Kelly! <laughs> Dance, Doug from House of Cards! Man, another another before they were famous <laughs> person of interest role. Like I said, there were there were a lot of those on Person of Interest. A lot of, a lot of either one episode appearances or recurring appearances from actors before they were famous. <laughs> Quite a bit of that in Person of Interest, and I love all of it. Uh, but yeah, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, Anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up there once every month. Uh, Fun fact, a little look behind the scenes here. So I had to rejigger the schedule a bit for the next few months because I was counting on an Audible release in late May for May's episode. But I found out yesterday that that got delayed to, like, September. And I don't feel the need to... Spend more money on a physical book if this isn't for, say, a movie book club where I have to, like, go over everything with a fine-tooth comb. I just read and talk about it and have a more hands-off approach. I I don't need to have that physical copy, so I was going to go for just the Audible release, but guess not. At least not in May. I'd have to wait till September. Point is, a lot of stuff got moved up a month while that got moved back. And I had told patrons that I was expecting May's episode to come out later in the month because I was waiting on that Audible release. Now, the new thing that is now in the May slot in replacing that book, the new thing, I do not have to wait for anything. I can start work... On that, like, the second the calendar flips over. So, 
Television Archive Supplemental for May will be out way earlier in the month than April's was. Uh, in fact, actually, what I have planned does not have much prep work attached to it, so you might actually get it on Friday. Who knows? Long, long story short, uh, the programming delay I thought I was going to have for May is actually not happening. Yay. Uh, or, if that's the work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 4. Talk to you then.